All right, everybody, welcome to another edition of What's What VR. Today we have Dr. Don Mays and Ms. Joanna Dietrich from Parkview Baptist. How are you guys today? We are doing great. Living the dream, man. Yep. <laughs> Happy to be here. Happy to be there. We look like, uh, Joanna, you're at the house. Uh, Dr. Mays, you look like you're in the office at the school there. So we're all doing distancing, right? Absolutely, yeah, and we're nowhere close to each other, which is weird for people that are in an intense, intensely people-oriented business. That's hard to get used to. Absolutely. Well, you guys have a pretty big burden to bear. You guys, uh, Parkview is the largest private school in the state. You've got a uh, thousand plus students. You've got a huge faculty, a huge campus, and let's kind of you know to dive straight into it. Uh, we all got stay-at-home orders, school closure orders a while back. Um, I thought was amazing. We looked at it from a quick clip. It was from kind of here's the information to 36 hours later. Let's take the entire model of school, school classes, blocks, rotating, carpool. 36 hours, we're going to do it from home. How was that? You know, and I guess to bring it up, we all have business recovery plans, disaster plans. I don't think any, I, nobody I've talked to on the show has had pandemic listed as something that they plan to deal with. So, right, Which is amazing because Martha Long, kind of the head of our operations, she has a plan for everything. We do earthquake drills. If you name it, we do that drill here at Parkview. And so, you know, all those emergency plans, we have not really had an epidemic uh, plan in place. But I can tell you, you mentioned the size of our school and that's, it's it's funny how you look at different business models now because some of these things are both a blessing and a curse. The blessing for us is we have an incredibly strong team. So schools that are able to divide those responsibilities out. We have an assistant head of school, uh, Joanna Dietrich here on the call with us today and our division heads. And so that made it better. I, I have really felt you know, my heart's going out to those schools that have, you know, three to 500 students or 130 students where one or two administrators are shouldering the whole load. Uh, that, that's been difficult. But on the other hand, if you have a smaller school and you're trying to work a graduation out for 25 students or 30 students, you have more, now you have more tools in the toolbox than, you know, like a Catholic high or, you know, somebody who has to accommodate a large crowd. So it's been very interesting to see how this has um, affected so many schools on so many different levels. Absolutely. So with that, you guys, like I said, flipped and went, yeah. you know, completely, you know, virtual or home. Um, but you did have, there's, you had somewhat of a playbook, right? You guys run a flex program, which is fairly new over the last couple of years, I believe, but that is students kind of working at their own pace, doing some work from home, working, you know, remotely. Tell me a little bit about how that's, I'll, have, came I'll, play start, your I'll start this one off and I'll have uh, Miss Dietrich kind of fill in the blanks on some of the things we did. This put everybody in a tailspin immediately because I had finally on my calendar had marked out a little bit of time to go to Florida. My parents live in Florida and um, I just wanted to go check on them and see them a little bit. And that Friday, uh, the governor, I mean, I wish all of a sudden, wasn't it about 2.30 or something like that or 3 o'clock exactly. on a Friday? We're trying to move into carpool and we get word from the governor that this may be our last carpool. <laughs> so that put us into an immediate uh, conversation tree there for everybody. And 
uh, and going through all those decisions. But we did have some things in place. Like you said, we had a flex program, which was fully, I don't call it an online program, but it's digitally delivered content. So you can do learning from any location. And we have a one-to-one -one program, which was a, a blessing that we had done that even to the earliest grades. So we did have a lot of structures in place and a lot of online components in our school. And uh, I'll punt that over to Ms. Dietrich to kind of tell uh, how that went and how we were able to ramp up here. Absolutely. I think uh, the FLEX program that we've had in existence for, this is our second year, kind of laid the groundwork for letting teachers know that this could be done and it could be done well and at the Part B standard. And so um, many of the teachers, as we started the program last year, um, would cycle over. They were traditional teachers teaching in a traditional classroom, but they would cycle over to our FLEX program to support the students that were having their content uh, digitally delivered. And that kind of bridged the gap to and opened the eyes to like, okay, this can be done and it can be done well. And as Dr. May said, we also are one-to-one. -one. So a lot of our um, things that happened in the classroom were also being in the traditional classroom. We're also accessing internet uh, sources and textbooks were online. And so all of these things were in place which allowed our teachers to actually uh, pivot pretty quickly. Although, you know, the weekend before was a little bit stressful as we all uh, um, set out the new expectations for teachers and, um, and what this was gonna look like. Um, how do we use Teams? Are you gonna use Zoom? Are you gonna be in Schoology? I'm, a group of my teachers all met up on Sunday afternoon at the school and um, kind of fleshed out and what was this gonna look like? and, and kind of was each other's, um, for lack of a better word, guinea pigs, like put me in your class. Let me see what this looks like. Okay. Yeah, this will work. I can make this happen in, in the traditional side of things. Um, but on the flex side of things, because content is digital, uh, delivered deli uh, digitally, they had a seamless transition to remote learning. Um, in the traditional flex building, the content is di uh, delivered digitally, but we have content specialists who are there to support the students as they are working through their, their content. And we have instructional coaches. The instructional coach, for lack of it, to kind of give you a framework of what that looks like, they're kind of their parent on campus. So they're mm -hmm. monitoring them. They're making sure, okay, you've got these things coming up this week. Um, how are your notes going on that? Can I help you with something? Um, do you need to reach out to the math specialist because I see that you're, you're, ha you're having a little bit of struggle on that last quiz. So they're bridging that gap and being the support system as a parent would be at home. But that's one role. And then we have content specialists there as well. Their biggest shift was, um, and fortunately, we had a, a second location of our flex um, school in St. Francisville. So we had already even bridged that and kind of walked through that to have access to our content specialists through Zoom or through Teams um, using um, a TV system in, the, in St. Francisville. And so we already had that in place for those kids as well. So now they're just working from their home, but they still have access to their content specialists. They still have access to their instructional coaches um, and their content just rolled on as normal as they had to stay in their homes. And this was, you know, this was, you know, like I said, had to move quick. I remember, I remember that, I think it was the Friday, you know, I have uh, someone in the, sent me a text that, you know, knew some information and they said, get ready, announcement's coming, it's about to get real, you know, was the text that I got. And <laughs> so everybody, you know, kind of shifted, but 
when we talk about this to make sure everybody realize the flex program, you said if this is two years, you know, this isn't a, Hey, we just pivoted or we we're not using the term, you know, flexed as a, you know, play on the word that we, you know, shifted for COVID-19. This is something that you guys have already been doing for students that need that flexible schedule, you know, to whether it be for, you know, traveling parents and things of that nature. I think that's, What's, that was kind of the original idea, wasn't it? Right. It, this is something that has been years in the making and talking to our board members, um, looking at a lot of information from people like Clayton Christensen and disruptive uh, you know, education and, and all these you know, types of, of thought leaders and where they're believing things are headed, knowing that we're going to have to change our model of education and just start looking way off on, on a far horizon. And so we've been looking at these different models, but, but I think some of the emphasis behind the different model was you can now use technology now, you can leverage technology that's finally financially available to you. The technology isn't new, but it's more accessible now. To have a student learn at their own pace and a mastery-based learning. So really our focus was how do you uh, re-imagine uh, your environment so a student can learn the way they're suited to learn. Uh, reduce the anxiety, reduce some of the stress, increase the success level, increase self-efficacy, increase their control over their content. All these things have been shown to uh, increase the depth of learning for a student. So that was our thought was how can we bring, because a truly online program, that's just why I don't use the word online. Uh, they haven't really shown, I'm not knocking all of them, but it just hasn't been shown to be the optimal learning environment. It's still good for students to come to a physical location, to have physical teachers who are taking that personal interest in them as a person, as a whole student, and as a learner. So we have those faculty uh, parents, <laughs> you know, <laughs> learning groups around each one to be sure that they're monitoring everything that students are doing and guiding them in the right direction. So we were looking for that kind of environment where a student could learn in a way that's at their own pace. Because obviously everybody knows, you know, you may need a little more time to learn math than you need to learn history or whatever, depending on your strength. And so we were able to just to start uh, designing these programs and we intentionally started very small. We, I believe, uh, Ms. Dietrich, we started with two students and the faculty member, because you have to train your staff as well. It's a new way of thinking for a teacher. And it's grown to 50 students now in, an, in another location in St. Francisville um, that has about 10 students in it. So we've been gradually ramping up because I feel like there's a huge need for this in our community. But one of the things as educators, you don't, you don't want to experiment on children. You want to make sure <laughs> what you're doing is uh, educationally viable and is going to be like uh, Ms. Dietrich said, you're at our standard. And so we've been ramping up our training, uh, adjusting where we need to adjust. And so we're up to 50 students now, but now we feel like we have a great model. Uh, it showed to be so during this COVID epidemic that we're in right now, but we can't wait to get those students even back on campus because learning is always better when you have a place to go to. Now, some of those students, uh, and, and you may want to get into the schedule later, uh, but I'll touch on it now a little bit. It doesn't, if, if you're on track, this is, again, just taking charge of your education. If you're doing well, you don't have to spend every waking hour in a class on a physical location because your teachers, mm -hmm. you always have access to your teachers. Um, uh, 
I'm not going to say 24-7, but it, conceivably it could be <laughs> if you needed that. Um, so they had that option. That's why we call it the flex program. Like you had mentioned before, you know, we've had a family travel to Europe and their student did some work ahead of time. They did some work while they were there. And so their education didn't suffer. So, but we have been into this model and uh, it's something that we feel is going to be a large part of our school system in the future. I think, uh, yeah, I actually know a guy, he's working from home and I was talking to him and it just kind of happened to kind of roll out. We're, I've done a lot of work from home over the years, so I've gotten used to it. He never has. And he told me that he, every day he gets up, he gets dressed, you know, for work. I'm like, yeah, that's every, you've got to do it. But he goes, well, no, I take it a step further. I go get in my car and I go drive <laughs> around, you know, awesome. the neighborhood a few times and I come pull back up at the house and he goes, I use that time just to kind of get my head clear, you know, get my space that I'm coming to work. You know, he's like, normally I do it, but that's, I kind of tell the story to bring, like you said, it still needs that anchor of a place, right. you know, to be able to come, you know, into, you know, kind of a safe place, you know, here's, we're going to learn, we're going to have people that can help. Um, I think we've all learned, if anything, we need that human interaction. It can't all be online. Yeah. That's interesting because we did a survey after we started our new way of doing things <laughs> on our campus and just to see how our students doing, how our parents doing, how our, our staff members doing, and even our staff members struggled because it's just, when, is, when is, does my work day end? You know, when do I do emails and, and things like that? So, uh, so, but we have that structure in the, in the flex program to be able to add that into the students. And something that's interesting that the students said in our survey is they love learning this way now that they've had some control over the timing of when they can do the different lessons and how much time they can spend on them. Um, but the one thing they missed was, I just want to be around my friends. And so we, we had that. That's why I want even our flex kids to be able to come back to campus because they're able to take breaks when they want to, which is a whole interesting story in itself, how this has organically evolved. But we have, we have a ping pong table, some games, some things, you know, you can shoot hoops <laughs> or just relax for a second. So you learn during your optimal learning time, then you can take a break when you want to take a break, not when a bell rings or when it's snack time at a school. So it just fits your learning rhythm. And so they missed that. And so I think we'll probably still keep a lot of elements of what we've been doing, but you've got to have those connections and that. Well, and Don, Don, I would add to that. That's one of the things that human interaction. Um, that's one of the things that differentiates our, our flex program from a lot of online schools is that we are leveraging our traditional campus and the resources of that campus to enhance what a, a traditional online learning system would be like. So our kids in our flex building can opt into a traditional class if they would like. Now that's gonna limit their freedom on, hey, I'm traveling to Europe for two weeks because once you cross this, what we call cross the street and go into the traditional flex uh, course, you are bound by all requirements of a traditional course, which means a minimal amount of time off campus. But they can participate in athletics and they can cheer and they can dance, they can be in the band, they can have go across the street and have lunch. They attend pep rallies. Um, down to even, uh, Miss Anderson 
and her staff uh, put senior signs in all of the seniors' yards after this. Uh, we had to transition to online learning, and they were missing so much of the things that are a rite of passage as you end um, a career at Parkview Baptist School. And so um, they went and visited them, and they included the Flex kids in that as well. Those Flex students are seen as Parkview seniors, just like our traditional students are seen. And so um, I, I wouldn't want our, anyone who saw this to think that this is just an online, the kids are sitting in front of a computer. It is very um, personal. There's a lot of people that come around the students uh, to enhance that model and uh, to, to make sure that they are having that human interaction because as we have all learned in this situation, um, that is so critically important uh, to, to do life and do school and do work with people. It's... Um... It's more of the hybrid, you know, you get the people, you get the online, you get a little bit of that. And I think it's important. I was going to bring it up is because you can do, if you want to, you know, work this flexible schedule and you want to be able to do these things, but you still want to go eat lunch and have those, you know, cafeteria, you know, moments, you know, that mm -hmm. people all remember from high school or play sports. I think it's, I think that's key, you know, and it's, it's time for, you know, people to shift a little bit, you know, and I think that's what we're learning. I'm learning this, interaction my daughter i walk into her room and i'm having a conversation with her and then i hear you know coming out of a iphone speaker you know is you know hey mr foreman i turn around and look and there's like three you know of her friends <laughs> it's they just like set the phone up in the corner of the room and I'm like you're not even talking it's like well we're talking i'm like together <laughs> I, I guess that's you know the way you you know you can do it right now so it's it was interesting. Amazing. It was amazing to me that we had a student from St. Francisville and she would travel down and she probably went to every one of our football games and uh, and just was interacting with the kids. And I appreciated her social um, courage and wanting to be a part of a school like that. So they take advantage of it. Well, I think that's, you know, we all grew up without Internet. You know, all of I think the um, a crazy. I think I read it the other day. Did the math in five years? I think we're four years, maybe maybe it's four. I forget that everyone entering the workforce in four or five years never knew life without an iPhone. Like it, their entire life it existed, and so I think that's what's different is you know we grew up and had pen pals, and you'd write somebody, and you didn't you know maybe you stayed in touch. You know now these kids are their own video. So it doesn't matter that they've never seen, you know, I know my daughter's got friends that she talks to, she's never seen them in real life. You know, that's a, you know, a term they call it, you know, the IR like in real life. So for someone to be part of the flex program and then to come show up, it's like, Oh, that's just a normal thing. I think for the kids nowadays. So interesting. Cause you have, you have students who are all over the spectrum. Some would just love, like for me, my learning style, I'm one of those just, I just, give me a lecture. I'll sit there and I'll listen to a lecture and I'll take my own notes. That's just, that connects with me. And I like visual learning as well, but some students want to just kind of tell me what I need to do. I'm going to put my head down. I'm going to do all my reading. I'm going to figure it out on my own because that's what I enjoy. And so if you're someone who doesn't need as much interaction, this is perfect for you because you can come and, and get as much of it as you want, still be connected to a group. But then for those who need much more interaction, well, then you can be as involved as you want to be. Uh, so it's, and we have them all over the spectrum there. That's awesome. The learning space also looks a little different. So um, don't think, um, 
I don't think we have any classrooms uh, that are in ro the traditional rows that you think of when you think of a classroom. But in the flex, we call it a flex studio. And so it looks more, um, more akin to a living room. There are sofas and tables and uh, students sit on uh, sit with their feet up possibly and a laptop on their lap or they for those that like to sit at a more structured table There are tables that they can sit at um, They so they have some space to move about and regroup as needed We even have some little side rooms. They can go into if they want quiet um, We do have uh, a testing room. So when they get to the point where they are ready to be tested they meet one-on-one -on -one with their content specialist for what we call a um, um, a discussion-based assessment to make sure before you go into this assessment, are you ready? So the, the instructor, instructor has a one-on-one -on -one conversation with them to gauge their understanding of the material. And then they actually go into a testing area where once some, you know, it's a secure location where they can open up their laptop with someone's monitoring to make sure that they, um, they are working independently and that they are really giving us what they independently can do on in the content area. So, um, even the space is a little, you have to rethink the space. Yeah, I think that's interesting that that's kind of how, you know, life is, you know, I've never been to an office where we're all just in rows and we're told not to talk to each other. You know, it's more, we're told to collaborate, work with your team, you know, figure it out, you know, and that it's a little bit different in the school world, but it's awesome to see that, that, you know, that it's changing, you know, school is an institution hasn't changed often you know, over the last, you know, 100, you know, 150, you know, years, it's traditionally in rows, look at the front, you know, the answers in the back of the book, but don't look, you know, it's kind of, but it's opposite of that when you get in the real world. And so, well, even in our traditional school, that that is the environment, sit in clusters and pods, work together. But I, I have to, to, to say this, because um, you're right, schools are very slow to change traditionally. Um, I've been in education for 25 years, and most classrooms look just like they did when I started 25 years ago. However, um, Don told us two years ago, there is going to be a market interrupter, and I want to be ahead of it before it happens. And so, you know, I am so proud to be part of the, the school that kind of before the market interrupter came, which I think COVID-19 is our market interrupter. Here we are. Everybody's suddenly doing things different. And I don't think we'll ever go back to completely like it was before this time period. But um, it's thrilling to be part of like, be ahead of that market interrupter and already have things in place and which has allowed us to pivot so quickly, both in our traditional education and in our flex program. Yeah, I remember asking my daughter, you know, where's all your books, you went to school to bring <laughs> everything home. And she, you know, she holds up an iPad. She's like, it's right here. They're all here on the iPad. And it was like, man, I, you know, it's just, it's changed, but <laughs> that's what's, you know, nice. I think, you know, that you, with technology, I've said it before on one of the shows, I've been in my technology, you know, business, I've used Zoom for years. I've lived on Zoom. I've always used it. I can promise you 60 days ago, I could, you know, there's so many people that I could have said, you know, hey, you want to jump on a Zoom? And they would say, what are you talking about? You know, are you kidding me? You know, now it's, um, I talked with the library. Yeah, the other day here on the show, and they were talking about how all the libraries always have to be open during business hours. And so there's staff that some of them have never even seen, you know, each other. They've talked over email, talked over the phone. They can't bring everybody together. Now they're able to do Zoom meetings and have everyone involved, you know, and nobody has to drive. So I think this interrupter, this, you know, COVID-19 is 
I'm a business, I'm an entrepreneur, so everything has to be optimistic. So there's always a silver lining, you know, the sun will come out, you know, again, but it's opened everyone's eyes to where it's like, Hey, maybe this is an option. If you would have told, you know, if you would have told me a year ago that you'd be having, you know, kids at home and, you know, your wife would be having to teach them and work with the schools and they'd be doing everything online. I'd just say, you're crazy. There's no way. But now it's like a lot of administrators out there who, because we do professional, every school does professional development. So you have days when you're, this is a new learning website, Kahoot, you know, whatever, uh, whatever our teachers are using. And it's a validation, I think, to a lot of people who schedule those professional development days. Like, okay, this is why we did that training. So now you have to use it 100% of the time now. So kind of to jump, you know, topics a little bit, you guys on top of the campus, you know, on top of, you know, everything else, you guys also, I know we've got people that are ringing our phones, shooting emails, our social media is crazy. You guys also run an incredible amount of summer camps, you know, as well for all different ages. And I think we all know the answer is, you know, it's kind of in the air, but you guys are still watching that. Is, is there plans to continue with, you know, camps? Right. As that, obviously permitting. A huge part. Well, we like to serve the community. And so a lot of things that schools, not just us, but schools in general, especially private schools, um, you have year round programs. Parents still work year round. And so camps serve a lot of purposes in childcare, also different types of enrichment through the summer. So it, it is a madhouse. It's an anthill uh, stirred up uh, on our campus 24 seven and our church preschool has, is year round as well. So those uh, kiddos are, are here. And this has kind of thrown that in a tailspin because the need for parents to want these summer camps, that need is, is there. And, and we want to fill that need. So there's tension, but we also have to be a good community partner in listening to the directives, what is the state requiring? So we just try to stay a couple of steps ahead and be ready, anticipating what the next, um, where the next line in the sand is going to be. Do we have 10 kids in a room and you have to spread them out? Do we? So we watch it just like everybody else. We're ready to go as soon as we get the leeway to know how to do it and how to do it and just being the best community partner while we serve our parents. So we're watching it two days at a time, like everybody else, but we're ready to go when we get a green light. So yeah, that's the camps, the schools, you know, on top of that, you know, I've driven by the campus recently and you've got, you got some things happening, some moving, you know, there's heavy equipment, there's some things going on over there. So on top of Pivoting and flipping the school entirely to having to work from home, getting a staff ready to move, working a flex program to enhance, you know, help the other, you know, programs do what they need to do to turning around everything, you know, getting everything moving. You've also got construction that you're dealing with. Right. Well, we right? have uh, several things. The, the silver lining, I guess, in all of this, when a school needs to do major maintenance um, our projects on, on campuses, we have a super, super short window to do it. And then while we're doing it, you're still running camps with four or 500 kids on your campus. So um, since the campus has been cleared out, we've uh, been able to keep some people employed in the construction industry and make some improvements in some, in some areas on our campus. We have uh, some communication strategies to 
roll out everything that we're doing in the near future. But I'm telling you, my, my heart has been so encouraged because you think right now everybody's just being so protective of their money and there's certainly families that are hurting and we're looking at that as a school every school is the state budget everybody's concerned about the economic impact but um we've just had such a base of people who want our school to be the best it can be so we have a lot of private donations that uh where you have individuals i understand now's the time to be able to get some things done so um, instead of interrupting learning, we're trying to get as much done on our campus as we can. Like I said, it never slows down. We were talking before this aired, like, I don't know, how do we feel busier than we've ever been before in our lives? And, and we just have a lot of great things on the horizon that I can't wait to talk about that are campus enhancements. Uh, it, we're definitely not treading water and just waiting uh, to catch up on things. We're taking advantage of the downtime. I, um, I was talking the other day with um, actually uh, Parkview alumni, uh, Shelly Ripple with uh, yeah. Crawfish Aquatics. And um, I think I brought it up on a couple of shows, you know, she's probably tired of me bringing it up, but I think she said it best that we've been given the gift of time, you know, and we all have these list of to do's and things that we need to get done. And we have what I always call the someday maybe list that <laughs> will get to these things. And we're living in someday maybe. And I think that's important for people to realize, you know, now's the time, you know, let's get some things done and let's get ready. You know, as my grandmother always told me, you know, this too shall pass, you know, we'll get through this, you know, it's not, you know, the end of the world. This is what we need to do. This is how we need to prepare, you know, and so it sounds like that's what you guys are doing, taking every advantage, you know, being careful, being safe, but at the same time, let's move forward. You know, when's the last time we had 60 days of, you know, less than a hundred people on campus. <laughs> well, with the things we were doing, we, never. Felt like, <laughs> right, we felt like we could potentially have major disruptions when school started next year to our carpool lines and, you know, all those logistical things you have to think about if your maintenance projects go long. And so, you know, we're definitely hopefully going to have some nice benefits on the back end and less disruption later. Absolutely. So tell me, has anybody, you know, the seniors, that's a big thing. You know, we talked a little bit, you know, we kind of touched them on, you know, putting some signs out there, you know, their rite of passage, you know, they're, you know, it's, it's sad, you know, but I think it's also, I was talking to one that day, I was like, just remember, you're still graduating, you know, you're moving, you know, through, you maybe have missed a couple steps, you know, along the way, but, you know, these guys, you know, they've worked hard, you know, they're, they've graduated, they've moved on. Is there anything that you guys are trying to do or any message for any of them that you want to get out or, you know, kind of let them know what's going on? Miss Dietrich has a senior. I'll get, I'll let you have first shot at that. Well, actually my senior was last year. Uh, Mr. McCullough has a senior. And so um, I, I'm living with the, the freshman right. fresh that's come back home. Um, <laughs> And, and it's trying to adjust to, oh, I'm back in mom and dad's house again. There are rules again. So um, I think that for the seniors, um, it didn't, this particular senior class, you know, they were freshmen when we had the 2016 um, flood. So they started their career in the high school under disruption. Um, and then they're ending in, in COVID-19. And so um, I, I just, I hope that they will take advantage of the fact that God is obviously planning 
flexibility in their life. And I don't know how he's going to use that in the years to come, but he has really taken some time and some great measures to give them the opportunity to grow in flexibility. And so it's not what they wanted. It's not what we wanted for them. Um, but the fabulous thing about the Parkview community is I have had two come through uh, 13 years each and you were always eagle, even when you fly from the nest. And so just because it didn't end the way you wanted it to end, you will always be welcome back. We have uh, over 25 faculty members, uh, Dr. Mays included, who are alumni of our school, who um, Parkview invested in them, and now they've come back to invest in the next generation of Eagles. And so just because you're not leaving the way you thought you were going to leave, um, your your time at Parkview is not over. You're going to come back, and you're, you're going to have – we have a – second generation eagles which are growing every year so parents uh, alumni who are now bringing their children back so um don't think of this as the end think of think of it as i'll be back um and we'll be here waiting for them when they when they return i have That's been awesome. so pleased with how our staff has handled all of the communication all the special events it is amazing behind the scenes what an administrative staff has to do in a situation like this, whether you're elementary, middle school, or high school, because, I mean, award ceremonies, we had award ceremonies, we're able to have band concerts, we still haven't done our spring musical, that students have worked so hard for that, our, our stage is set up right now, ready to go, should we be able to get a go-ahead on that? Prom was an unfortunate... Um, casualty. Casualty <laughs> of, of this. <laughs> So any, I think we're committed to anything we can do to have the students, again, come back and have a physical, nice end to the year. Uh, we want to do that. And I think we might have a small window and some leeway. If things can relax a little more over the next few weeks in our state to have something special for our students. And, and again, we're kind of one of those schools in the middle. We're not a huge public school where you're dealing with 1200 kids in a, in a graduating class. Um, we're not the smallest school, but it's still, we're small enough where if we can get a little relaxation, then I think we can do something special for our students. And I really want that to happen uh, before the year's over with. I think, yeah, I've talked to some people and I think, I think once people can get themselves out, I think it, it will happen naturally. You know, you'll start seeing, you know, parking lot, you know, meetups and, you know, people would just, I drove the other day past uh, Piccadilly and I thought it was funny. It was a family, you know, with a minivan parked here with a row of chairs, like they were tailgating and there was an empty parking space. And then another family with a row of chairs in their van and they were all sitting there eating, you know, a parking spot, you know, away from each other. But they find I think once, once they, you know, it's kind of things start easing up, you know, I think you'll find that, you know, the, you know, the seniors will pull themselves together. You know, they'll they'll congregate and they'll get together, you know, probably campus whether you want them to or not. You know, at some point they'll probably show up. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so kind of a, you know, forced segue because I don't have a good one. You guys have some recent news as far as campus, you know, has come out in the last couple of days. We're not the breaking news show here by any means, but I think <laughs> uh, you've got a little – little nugget of information for people that's yeah, uh, changed? Uh, we do a business report. The Advocate has reported on some real estate movement in our community and our church foundation has, through uh, a very generous donation, been able to purchase property next to us, the 
laser tag building. Of course, we've had a great relationship with Mr. DeVore over there. And uh, of course, everybody's had parties over there in that building, but uh, <laughs> that's been on the market for a while. And uh, we were able to go into talks and things were able to work out. And there's a really cool story to be able to tell about that. And um, we'll be able to share more in the future as this gets tied up and, and everything becomes more official. But that, uh, but the, the church was able to secure that. And really, uh, what I can say is that this goes back to the, the blessings in times of when you, sometimes I just have to stop listening to the news because I, I, you feel like the whole country is going to be wiped out. And yet there are so many positive things happening you know, enhancements that we're making to our campus, enhancements that we and other schools are making to, in their educational systems, how they deliver education to students, and the opportunities that this is going to provide our community as a whole, our campus as a whole, is going to be, it's going to be incredible, and I can't wait to share how this campus is viewing that. We have a, we have a brand new pastor, Chris, uh, Dr. Chris DeGeorge is coming. And so we just hired a new pastor and he's going to be a great guy. Uh, just so down to earth, sweet family. And so uh, we'll be able to work together to have this be an incredible enhancement to our overall, you know, part view uh, church community and church and school community. So that'll be, uh, we will be able to clarify some of those things later in the month of May, but we're so excited about that development and that someone was um, generous enough to want this to happen and for things in Baton Rouge and in our community to continue to move forward. It's such an encouragement. That's exciting. Well, I know we're looking forward to hearing what, it's, you know, what the plans are as well as everybody else, and I think that's great for you guys. And I will tell you, I think, you know, the watching the news, the short bit on that is I will go work out and they've got a row of TVs and you pick what you want to listen to. And normally I was going in and picking, you know, we'll just catch up on news. And it was my time. But after a while, I found like change the channel and flipped over and said, so shifting, you know, look in this direction, look this direction. Instead of, you know, the news, it was watch Mayberry every morning and it makes your day a million times better. So amen to that. Let's skip it. Skip the news. So, well, look, I think you guys have an incredible, you know, thing going on. You've got a full plate. You guys got, you know, students to keep up with the camps, the flex program, the new building, everything, you know, possible. All of this while, you know, shifting and keeping up with students and faculty and making sure that everybody's taken care of. I can't thank you guys, you know, enough for what, you know, you've done here, not only for your students, your faculty, but also in the community and what the church has done, you know, it's, it's amazing that, you know, how we've all shifted and uprooted our lives, but yet we get through it. And so I think it's a, it's a great thing. So and thank you, Brandon, for getting stories like this out there, just for an alternative, because I think it's just good to hear about the positive things happening in the community. And there's so many great stories out there. Uh, it doesn't all have to be doom and, and gloom. We're, we're moving forward. There's always, um, what is it? The, uh, Somebody I saw on something online or something like, you know, meanwhile, you know, you optimistic and pessimistic, you're optimistic and pessimistic. We're arguing about the glass being half full or half empty. I'm the opportunist. I just went and took the glass, you know, and drank it. <laughs> oh, thank you. It's a, it's a shot in the arm in a good way. Yes. So, 
Well, look, we'll have to get you guys back on, talk about some of these announcements as they're coming, you know, some of the improvements, how some of these, you know, maintenance projects are going, how the flex program's going. I got a feeling that's probably going to, I think you're going to probably have a lot more than 50 people wanting to take part, you know, going forward. So I appreciate everything again. Um, we'll let you guys have a little bit of time back in your day. So, Thanks, Brandon. Thank you, guys.